Hello once again folks, back with the third episode of the RLS podcast. I don't know when I'm going to stop cringing at that, but um, it's not this week. I've actually went and got myself a little microphone, so I'm proper, went up in the world in the in the podcast game. Um, I must admit, i absolutely shocked at the amount of people that have listened to it. Um, I've obviously got nothing to go by as to what's a lot and what's not a lot, but I think he just hit 270 listens last night on the, the adjusting to winter one. So that's pretty cool. Um, it's probably my mum listened to it 200 times over, but nah, that's that's pretty cool. It's pretty cool to see. Um, and I appreciate you guys listening to it. Um, because again, six months ago, this is something that I would have never seen myself doing. Um, constantly humbled by people sending me messages and saying that they enjoyed it as well. So that's cool. Um, hopefully the sound quality on this is actually good. It's not just like a diddy microphone. But once again, going to go freestyle. Um, there's not going to be any editing to this. So if everything gets a little bit confusing at some point, I apologize, but I think I'll do all right. Um, so what we're going to go and speak about this week is supplements. So I'm going to try and give you a simplified version of, of supplements. I'm not going to go into a lot of the nitty gritty stuff and the complicated shit that you really don't need to know. This could be seen as, say, a dummy's guide to, to supplements, um, what you should be taking, what you shouldn't be taking, um, allowing you to make your own informed choices as to which ones might be beneficial for you. Um and also just telling you about some of the stupid shit I've done in the past with supplements and some of the stupid shit I've heard. Um, there's there's so much shite out there. There's so much expensive shite out there. But there is also, um, amongst the rubble, there's some pretty good supplements that you probably should be taking um, or you should consider taking them. Again, um, was it advised that I should do a disclaimer at the start of this? This is not medical advice. You should consult a doctor before actually taking any of this stuff. Um, again, majority of the time, 99% of the time, this is going to be totally safe. There's not going to be anything in there that's going to be, um, that's going to do you any harm. I'm, I'm not going to be speaking about um, any illegal substances. I'm not going to be talking about um, steroids or anything like that. That's well without my remit. I do plan on getting some sort of expert in to speak about that at some point um, over the next few weeks. Um, that's going to be a good topic to go over. But for the time being, I'm going to speak about what I've got a decent amount of knowledge on, I'm not going to stick without my lane um, because I know there is people that know a hell of a lot more about this than I do. But I'll talk about my own experiences. I'll talk about what the research says and I'll talk about stuff that is 100% going to be helpful to you. Um, again, you've got to understand that a supplementation, a supplement is is the icing on the cake. Um, it should only really account for Oh, a small, small percentage of your worries when it comes to your overall goals. I would arguably say like under 5%, probably even less than that. Um, I mean, a supplement is, it's a thing that's added to something else in order to complete it or to enhance it. You could go your whole life without taking one supplement if your diet's not bad um, and all the other kind of fundamental sleep, diet, hydration, all these things are in place, then you may not really need to touch a supplement in your life um but there's a good chance you probably will and uh, could be kind of through some sort of like herbal thing could be to do with it could be medication it could be just a, a dietary supplement 
there's a load of different things that you can be taking now um, and there's shelf loads of them at the supermarket now so it's there's a lot of stuff to sieve through and there's a lot of stuff where you'll probably ask the question is this good for me do I need this um, am I deficient in this you may ask yourself a lot of questions after seeing things online a little bit of history into supplements um, well protein shakes whey protein um, specifically so it was a bodybuilder and a scientist, Irvin Johnston, that developed the first dissolvable protein in the early 1950s. Um, it was called Johnson's High Protein Food. It was milk and egg based. And I can guarantee you it tasted absolutely fucking disgusting. Protein shakes, even, even like 10 years ago, like when I was first taking them, I mean, maybe I was looking in the wrong places, but some of them were absolutely disgusting. Like you were getting total grit going into your mouth every time you took a drink and the flavors were just like are you joking me this is the problem with working at home posty absolutely smashes the door in and you can leave that in the in the safe box i knew that was going to happen so supplements could essentially be classified as a load of things so when you think about a supplement don't just think protein don't just think creatine you can think literally anything that you see on the the aisle the supplement aisle in the in the supermarket anything from minerals herbs botanicals amino acids enzymes and loads of other ingredients and um, even okay post there didn't answer the first time so i'm not answering the second time um yeah so there's essentially been around they've been around forever you've heard weird stories about like well you maybe not heard weird stories maybe i just watched too much youtube witch doctors in the plains of Africa rubbing weird shit on people's legs to heal them when they're broken and loads of other strange things like again that's a that's a strange example but there's loads of kind of historical kind of examples of supplementation and things that apparently are meant to do amazing things but at the end of the day it's probably just made up and it's just a, a throwaway thing like Again, you've you've heard all these things. You read things online on T Nation, Men's Health, like take omega three and you'll put two pounds of muscle on every week. You'll you'll have read loads of shit over the years. So, the major problem nowadays is that they're overpriced. They're oversold, as in people are going to tell you a tub of protein is going to be the answer to all your problems, or a fat burner is going to be the thing that makes you lose 20 kilograms and they're going to just exaggerate it so, so much for their own gain. People are drawn into this stuff really, really easily. And again, I've been, I've been a victim of this in the past. You look for a short-term solution when the solution is a really long-term solution and people try to sell you the world with a supplement. And you're like, this is the supplement you need to lose body fat. This is the supplement you need to change your fortunes around when in reality it's probably not going to do that much it may just be the icing on the cake but it is not going to be the single thing that changes so like typically when i put something up online um on instagram maybe post something to do with what i'm eating and someone sees like a tub of vitamins a tub of magnesium in the background their first question won't be about what i'm eating they won't be about they won't they won't ask like, oh, could I get a recipe for that? They'll be looking, what's that supplement you're taking in the background there? Like, do I need that? Because they think that 
there's some magic pill there's that's going to be the thing that makes the massive difference in their life when when in reality um it's just such a small part so i want you to kind of just understand that people selling these things especially on social media um they have a they have a bias they have a ulterior motive they they want to sell a load of this and they want to make it seem like just because they're shredded they've got five percent body fat they're absolutely massive they want you to believe that it was because of this supplement some people are not as um are not as kind of not as bad as that like they they're not really trying to push it in your face but you'll see a lot of these people bodybuilders and physique competitors that have kind of sold their soul to the devil for a supplement company to get paid 10 quid every post and it's it's unhelpful especially for the younger generation coming out guys that are just getting into the gym girls that are just getting into the gym they see these people online shredded massive look like they're living the life they give you just a just the tip of the iceberg on um on instagram and people think that's exactly who i want to be so they're selling a supplement and they've got a 10 percent code that gets them some money off then yeah they're sold they're sold instantly and again yeah as i said people have biases like another place where you see some of this shit getting sold is like face bait I don't know if you've ever been exposed to Herbalife. Um, I'm not going to go into Herbalife because you go down a whole rabbit hole with that, which is just a glorified protein shake that chucks some stuff in there that makes you shit. And they're like, this is the answer to your forever weight loss. When in reality, again, people are just trying to make money off of it. Um, even Ronaldo sold his soul to this. Um, not helpful. Short-term solution. Maybe gets you in shape over six weeks. But afterwards... It's not really going to be that helpful. And I say to people all the time, it's can you see yourself still doing whatever it is, Herbalife, Juice Plus? Can you still see yourself doing that three years down the line? Are you going to continuously pay that subscription to Herbalife three years down the line? Is that going to be the way you live your life? Is that sustainable? If the answer is no, then why the fuck are you doing it for two, three weeks? Just don't do it. Um, I'm not saying don't do it, make your own decisions, but it's a short-term fix for short-term fix for a long-term problem, um, and I've been roped into all this shit. So I'm not taking the moral high ground here. I have been through the majority of these, um, and we will come on to that. There's a few stupid stories I've got, and another thing you'll be kind of maybe suckered into is some of the some of the the market employees. So, for example, Chris Bumstead, um, the like men's physique. Um, champion of the the Olympia. Most years will probably know who he is. You might not. Um, the guy is in incredible, incredible shape. And when in his prep, in his last couple of weeks of prep, he was down to I think it was sixteen hundred calories he was eating, um, and he was kind of still using his 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 own branded protein. And again, this is kind of going down another rabbit hole, but. People see this on YouTube and they see these guys who are in incredible shape, obviously assisted using steroids and whatever else. And they see these people and they get a, a false kind of idea of what it is they should be doing. Now, this guy is an absolute freak. Like nobody in the right mind can be as big as him, can be training as much as him 
and can eat 1600 calories in a day for an extended amount of time. He's a freak. He's a, an exception to the rule, but he's selling his protein and it's not just him. Cause I actually think he's, he's quite an exceptional guy, but he's selling his amazing protein. And just like one of the statements off the website is hundred percent microfiltered whey isolate, which packs 25 grams of protein per scoop to make sure you're reaching maximum potential and making some sick gains. 25 grams of protein, eat a chicken breast, you'll get the same sick gains. Not saying whey protein isn't helpful, but it's just being roped into these things and you're, you're 50 quid down and you've got a tub of protein just because it looked good that the guy on YouTube was using. You just need to be careful with this um, because you can be roped into spending a lot of money paying 20 quid to get it shipped from America and all you've got is perhaps a tasty protein, but it's just got a name on it and you just need to be careful. So let's talk about my experience. Now, you may not care about my experience. You may not be interested in my experience, but I just want to help you, especially if you're listening to this and you're a young guy, 16, 17, really confused about supplements. You really don't know where to start and you think, what do I need to be taking? So some of the, some of the pitfalls that I've been through with, with supplements. Um, sorry, just double checking something. Some of the pitfalls I've been down with supplements, um, oh, they've included different types of protein, different supplements, fat burners, um, serious mass protein, um, thinking about the anabolic window. Um, so I'm going to go through a few. One that always rings true in my mind is I used to be absolutely addicted to Jory Shore. I used to be like doing bicep curls before I went out in my bedroom with the, with resistance bands to get a pump on. Um, funnily enough, never pulled after that, but um oh well so gaz g shores fat burners so he was selling these on um on instagram and he was on instagram himself saying like these are exactly what you need to do you need to take two when you wake up you need to take two before your bed and you actually burn fat while you sleep he didn't even say burn fat you will melt fat you'll absolutely melt it off you and i was just like away well now i now i think about it and i'm like what were what was i thinking like I was caffeinated out my tits the whole night. I couldn't sleep. I woke up the next morning and I wondered why I couldn't adhere to my calorie deficit because I was fucking starving because I had no sleep. Um, these guys were actually saying you should be taking fat burners, which are absolutely full of caffeine. It's like the equivalent of taking like four co drinking four coffees before you go to sleep. And they were just like selling people up the road and like there was no wonder like nothing worked and I couldn't lose fat. Um, Another thing I tried to do, like I was literally trying to lose weight and I was taking serious mass because that's just what I thought I needed to do to, to get in shape. Serious mass, protein shakes, that must mean I'm going to build loads of muscle because it's saying serious mass. But what I didn't fail to realize was that you're about a thousand calories for every couple of scoops you take of this. And that in itself was just ridiculous. <laughs> like I'm, I'm sticking an extra like 1000 calories and like in me with a serious mass shake after the gym. And I'm like, why can't I lose weight? It's just, it's mental. It's really mental. And these serious mass, um, don't get me wrong. Like if you're wanting to put on weight, considerable weight, and you really struggle, like these can be helpful, but they're another one that's like a little bit of a, an illusion because they say like, what is it? I think they say like 1,000 calories per scoop. However, each scoop in the bag, you need to have two of them. And then you end up, just almost being just as well, sorry, just as well 
double scooping your normal protein to get almost the same the same amount. I mean, it's just again, it's really expensive. It's a bit of a market employ, but some people swear by it. And I have recommended people in the past that really struggle to get their calories in in other ways. Um, so another thing, this isn't actually fully related to a specific supplement, but the anabolic window. I don't know if anyone's fallen, um, fallen into this one before. So people have told you, the, the big guy at the gym probably says, you need to drink your shake right after the gym, or you literally need to be drinking an intra-workout. Like you need to be drinking the shake mid-workout, like chocolate protein shake. 10 seconds after you finish the last set of squats, shit, get the protein in, like as quickly as you can. Like you're literally like running to the water fountain to fill up that protein shake to make sure that you get it so you don't miss the anabolic window. Um, this has been like, this has been debunked massively. Um, Brad Schoenfeld and Alan Argon did a, I think they did one of the, the main, the main research papers, which basically just kind of, they studied the difference between taking your shake before, taking your shake after, um, within I think 30 minutes, 30 minutes before, 30 minutes after. And then they had another group, which was like, I think it was like two or three hours later. And there's been various studies done on this. Um, and basically what they found was there was no difference. You do not gain any more muscle from getting your protein shake in straight after the gym. Take your time, get home, have a nice meal. I think they do recommend um, probably having a high protein meal within two, three, four hours of going to the gym. Um, and obviously if you're training late at night, it would probably be an idea to get some sort of a meal slash a shake in before you go to sleep because then you're obviously broken down a lot of muscle, go another say, seven, eight hours um, sleep and then wake up in the morning. It's going to be an idea to get something in before, actually but after the gym. However, don't worry about getting it in five, 10 minutes after. Um, it really doesn't matter. Um, another one, obviously I'm going to come on to creatine, but I know a lot of you guys will already understand what's required um, with creatine supplementation. But what I did do is I decided I wasn't taking creatine. Like I knew the benefits of it. I knew that it was going to be good for me, but no, stay away from that because I retain water if I have creatine. Now, the purpose of creatine is to retain water. And again, I'll go on to the talking more about creatine after, but I would be like, well, I don't want to weigh any more. Like I'm trying to lose body fat. Why the hell would I want to retain water? Um, and I don't want to be bloated. So I was totally scared by that. And I was like, well, there's not a chance I'm touching creatine. I don't want to gain any more, but what I didn't know was I was missing out on free gains, essentially. Um, Pre-workout, taking it late at night, um, absolutely smashing the, don't know if anyone's tried the curse um, with a blue skull on it. Yeah, I'll just go to the gym at half the day and I'll take the curse um, and I'll, I'll be sound for a good night's sleep after the gym. Funnily enough, up till like two o'clock in the morning and wake up the next morning, absolutely knackered. Uh, Pre-workout, not a good idea late at night. Just caffeine in general is not a good idea at night. Um, Another one that I know a whole load of people are roped into is branched chain amino acids. Um, once again, pretty pointless, overpriced. You get this in normal whey protein and your dietary protein. It's essentially just like another little scoop of little tiny scoop of protein that's going to cost you a lot more, and you essentially don't need it. Um, again, BCAs have been pretty much debunked in the research over the past five, 10 years, um, but people do still continue to take them and people still do recommend them, which again, pointless really. Um, 
another one that I thought was going to be a total game changer for me. And I was like, this is as close as I can get to taking steroids without taking steroids. And it was testosterone boosting tablets. Now, I don't know if anyone listening has ever tried these, but they're honestly like boulders. It's like this big gritty boulder of a tablet that is impossible to swallow. And it's just full of like, it's just full of shit, essentially. It's like, you get like, I think there's like maca root in it, ginseng, caffeine, along with a couple of other different things in some of these. And they t- well, as, as I said, they taste like shit. And all they do is do they just, they do make you feel a little bit strange. Like they make you feel like you're just a little bit itchy, a little bit tingly, a little bit on edge. Um, and what they don't do is I'm not really sure they, they boost testosterone at all. Um, if you feel like you've got low testosterone, you should probably go and get a blood test from the doctors. Um, I wouldn't recommend ordering these things because if you go deep enough onto the internet, you can get some dodgy shit um, and you might end up with the police at your door. So careful with that one. I wouldn't recommend taking them at all, especially when um, you choke on them every, time, every, t- every single time you have one. So I know I'm flying through this just now. But I want to take us to a point where I can actually help you now. I want to start speaking about what actually works. So we've talked about talked a lot about the the shit stuff, the stuff that is pretty pointless. But let's think about what actually helps. So whey protein. Obviously, it is not essential. A lot of people get into this idea that I need to be taking protein shakes. I need to have them. To get in shape, to lose body fat, I must have a whey protein shake because that's just fitness, which is not entirely true. If you are getting sources of protein within your breakfast, within your lunch, and within your dinner, you'd probably be safe enough. However, most people aren't, to be absolutely honest. When I take people on, when I take clients on board, one of the first things I'll do is get them to track for a week um, on my fitness pal, track their calories, and in turn, they will also track their protein. Majority of the time, people are undershooting what their protein target should be. Um, Therefore, what I'll say to them is try and get protein in your breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And if you still, if you get protein in all three of them and you're still way off your protein target, then it's going to be a good idea to supplement protein. Whey protein is also something that breakfast is one of the harder ones to get protein because a lot of people are conditioned to having like toast and cereal and things like that. So being able to have a whey protein shake with breakfast is quick. It's easy. It's easily digestible. And you get in 20 to 25 grams of protein in like that. And it's, it's a winner. So I would say, if you are someone that just struggles to get your protein in, then whey protein is going to be a winner. You're going to have to kind of get it in there. For me, you need to be careful online with as we spoke about before, things like market employees, which will say super duper amazing way that is special or gold version or diet way. Diet way is another one where it's like, it's almost kind of tricking you to spend an extra fiver because you have a smaller scoop. So obviously it's going to be less calories and you actually end up with less protein. Just stick with the normal way. Um, Normal way can mean a whole load of things, but I use my protein. It's Again, there's been mixed views about my protein over the years, but I do think the quality is good. Um, it's 
all the reviews kind of say the quality. There was a few things a few years ago saying it was a little bit um, a little bit questionable, but I think now their quality is good. It tastes good. Delivery is always rapid, um, and there's some really good tasty flavors on there. Um, I swear I should have a, a sponsorship from MyProtein now, but I don't. Um, that's the one I go with. It's not the one you have to go with. And make your own choices, but just be aware of spending loads of money on protein just because it looks fancy and just because it says it's amazing. Um, you'll typically be okay with a cheaper version like my protein, and they always have discount codes, so um, you'll be a little bit cheaper on there anyway. So, probably the number one supplement that you guys might not be taking and you're missing out it's creatine. So, there's endless things. I can say about creatine, but let's kind of just go into exactly what it is. So creatine is produced endogenously. Um, essentially, that just means within you, um, without you having to do anything. Amount of about one gram per day. Um, the remainder of the creatine available to the body is going to be obtained through your diet, um, through a diet that has meat and that's not vegetarian. So um, it's stored within your muscle, the majority of it is stored within your muscle and 5% is actually stored within the brain, liver and kidney. Um, vegetarians will typically struggle to have these normal levels of creatine just because they're missing out on it from, from meat. Um, so it's a consideration for a vegetarian to make sure that they're supplementing creatine. Um, so... Why is it? Why is creatine beneficial? What does it actually do? Um, why? Why does this thing that's created inside us? Why does this benefit us? It benefits us because it helps make a, a substance called ATP for short. I'm not going to try and pronounce the, the long name because it doesn't really matter. Um, and ATP is essentially just imagine ATP ATP as energy within your muscle, um, and it helps your muscle contract. A muscle contraction is obviously vital within the gym. Um, within playing a sport, within doing pretty much most things throughout the day, any sort of physical movement, really. Um, so that's what it's about. That's what it does. That's what it is. But why is it going to benefit you? So the research on creatine is absolutely endless. I think it's the most researched supplement um, on the internet. And there's over 1,000 studies done, probably, probably more than that now, probably going into the 1500s and um, what can it do it can help you increase muscle size it can help you increase strength it can help you increase power output it can help speed recovery up it's cheap if you're buying a powder form on my protein you're talking about a fiver and it's just available everywhere and it's safe it's 100 safe so all these physical benefits um, they're absolutely endless. Um, you're talking a fiver for cheap, cheap gains. Um, and there is actually some more kind of stuff coming out lately about creatine being beneficial to cognitive function, to the actual function of your brain. Um, I know there's a load of studies done with elderly populations. Um, and there is a few studies done with... I think with concussions as well, so they can actually benefit your likelihood of getting a concussion after a blow. Um, I'm not going to, I've not cited that right now, probably should have. Um, but yeah, essentially you're getting endless gains from, uh, from creatine and it's so cheap. 
So another thing with creatine is that there is loads and loads and loads of different versions online. Different companies have tried to give it fancy names. They've tried to do different things to it. You'll see things like hydrolyzed creatine and just loads of different versions of it. Look for creatine monohydrate. There's a reason it's the cheapest because it's easy to make. It's widely available. So supplement companies are like, oh shit, like how can we make this more expensive? And how can we make this seem fancier? You don't need to make it seem fancier. All you need is creatine monohydrate and the cheapest version of it, powder form or tablet form. And then you're onto a winner. So if you're not taking this, start taking it now. And this is the only one I'm probably going to say that about. It's cheap. Um, all you pretty much need to do, get an unflavored version, stick it in your water, shake it up. You're barely going to taste it. It's maybe a little bit gritty at times, but it's it's barely noticeable. Um, you'll typically need to go through, you don't need to go through a loading phase, but you'll have heard people speak about this in the past. So the loading phase can be done in a couple of different ways, but here's the way I would do it. 15 to 20 grams a day for a week to 10 days. So that will be four scoops, three to four scoops. After you've went through that loading phase for a week to 10 days, um, I would then have three to five grams every day forevermore. And so three to five grams is just going to be one scoop in your water. So it's easy. It's so, so easy. And if you want to know a little bit more, honestly, just go Google Scholar online and type in creatine into there and you will see all the studies done with um, weight training. They're done with athletes and we're talking about increased sprint speed, increased jump height, increased squat. Um, it's not going to happen overnight, but the benefits are undoubted for creatine. So get on it. Um, and males and females, doesn't matter who you are, males, females, um, elderly, a little bit younger, I would say this is going to benefit you. So there's creatine in a nutshell. A couple of other things in terms of tablet supplementation that I would definitely recommend. Um, cod liver oil or omega-3, whatever you want to call it. Um, these are going to be these are going to be pretty crucial. Most of us, we probably don't eat enough fish. We don't eat enough of these kind of essential fats. Therefore, supplementing it's going to be massively beneficial. We're going to lower blood pressure, reduce triglycerides, big word. Um, slow down the development of plaque in the arteries, reduce the chance of abnormal heart rhythm, reduce the likelihood of heart, heart attack and stroke. And again, this is more kind of aimed towards an elderly population. But if you're taking this now, if you're taking this all the way from your 20s upwards, and again, I always talk about covering all bases. If you're not really sure what's in your diet, you're not really sure if you're getting enough of this, take it, take it to its recommended dose. Um, and you'll be covering all bases and you won't be kind of deficient in any of these things. However, it's obviously going to be hard to know if you're deficient in these things without really kind of logging your food or without kind of a doctor telling you. So um, don't just guess, um, kind of try to work it out. Or if you can't work it out, then I would definitely say, if you feel like this is something that's affecting you negatively, then kind of contact a doctor. Um, so yeah, we don't get enough of this in our diet. Vitamin D3, you maybe heard me go on about this quite a bit. Um, vitamin D3, well, vitamin D in general is something that we get from the sun. Um, look outdoors, there's not much sun today um, if you are in the UK. So it's something that 
we need we need vitamin D to absorb calcium and promote bone growth. So if we are totally deficient, we're totally stuck inside all day, and we're not exposed to the sun a lot, then there's a good chance that our ability to actually like absorb calcium and build stronger bones to a certain extent is, is going to be limited. So we get it from sunlight, we get it from egg yolks, we get it from some fish, we can get it from some grains, but we just we just typically don't get enough of this, especially during the winter months. Um, vitamin D3 has also been linked to better mood in a lot of studies. Um, again, I know these are it's pretty sparse in terms of this evidence, but um, again, when we kind of compare, and again, this is going into a little bit of a tangent, there's a lot of studies comparing mood state in countries like Australia, warm countries, in comparison to the UK. And it's no shock that the countries with sunnier weather um, mood state tends to be superior. Um, and so it's just something to think about. Can you get this vitamin D3 in, especially through the winter months? Um, so yeah, something to, something to think about. Yeah, so again, just kind of reiterating on what I talked about, um, mood state. So there is a study by, I'm going to murder her name, Laura M. Huberts, um, sounds German. So they'd addressed the role of vitamin D in the production of, well, no, sorry, the regulation of serotonin and melatonin, suggesting that increasing vitamin D status may be helpful for improving your mood and your sleep. So if you are someone that's working indoors all day, make a point of getting outdoors make a point of supplementing vitamin D3 um, and you're not going to be able to, you're going to be in a better mood the next morning when you wake up by taking it. It's probably going to be unnoticeable um, from your own conscience, but why not again, cover all bases with this vitamin. So there's another one which is kind of recently arriving on the scene and I've seen a few people recommend it. I've seen, I've read a couple of studies about it. Um, not like 100% convinced on this one. I'm more going to give you a chance to kind of read into this and interpret it the way that you want. There's been a lot of kind of evidence from America and there's been a lot of kind of, there's a lot of CrossFit athletes that are swearing by this stuff now. Um, but again, that's kind of individual to them. Like they may see, they may say that, oh, I feel so much better after taking this supplement, but it might not be the case that it is hugely beneficial. So it's beta-alanine. You may have heard of this, you may not have. It comes in powder form or tablet form. Um, one thing I noticed with taking it was I had self kind of self-recorded benefits, whereas I felt like I had a little bit more endurance during during football but again this could be down to a million different things so don't take anything from that um but what they have said about it is it's going to benefit athletic performance so it can modestly improve some measures of athletic performance however not all of the research is showing the effects of beta alanine on sorry not all research is showing positive benefits to to supplementing this they're basically trying to determine whether it might be beneficial for some types of exercise and it might not really do anything for some. I think they're more looking up towards um, endurance things, um, endurance events. And they basically say the benefit of it is that it buffers lactic acid. So, you know, that burning feeling you get when you're doing like a long endurance kind of thing, and it might not even be an endurance thing, like you're maybe doing like a high reps in the gym 
and you start to feel that burn go through your legs, like you'll have felt it on the leg extension, they're basically saying that this can buffer lactic acid. So this basically just goes, it basically allows that to kind of come at a later stage. Um, I also did, when I was researching this, I did see a supplement company pop up and it was called Swolverine. So I instantly kind of quit that um, and thought, hmm, unsure about this one, but I'll leave you to kind of, to interpret this one yourself. Um, it's also cheap as well. It's not It's not that expensive. It's maybe worth testing um, to see if you see any benefits, but it does actually make you really itchy as well. That's one thing I found. Um, so if you don't want to feel itchy in the gym, then maybe just avoid it altogether. Um, another thing that I feel like is possibly of benefit, um, probiotics, quite a bit more expensive. You might even just want to take a Yakult and, you know, the little yogurts that say they've got kind of got um, different enzymes within them that's going to help your gut health. This can always be a benefit to people. Um, I think typically we don't get much of this in our diet and um, just the standard kind of Eastern diet and um, Western diet, sorry. Um, you don't typically get any of this, not any of it, but you don't get much of it. Um, something I supplement is digestive enzymes. Basically, what that does is just helps break down proteins in your stomach. Um, I have a problem with eating too quickly um, and get acid reflux. So I definitely did feel like this helped me when I, when I took it. But at the end of the day, this is just my experience, and I'll keep reiterating that. But they have been seen within, the, within all the evidence to help um, digestion and to help you kind of break down protein a little bit more efficiently. Um, some other things... If you feel like you don't get enough vegetables, enough spinach, enough leafy kind of green um, greenness in your diet, then magnesium might be an idea. Um, again, you can get kind of magnesium from nuts, beans, peas, soybeans, whole grain cereals. Um, there's a few different things you can get that from, but it may be a benefit to you to try and give that a go there's there's also there's there's various other supplements out there you'll know like if as i said if you go to the kind of the supplement aisle in tesco or you walk into holland and barrett you're like holy shit like do i need all of this or do i need none of it and it's it's a hard thing to figure out and at the end of the day like there's a, the majority of the stuff is not really going to do much for you um but if you're sitting in a, in a position now where your diet is pretty bland there's you eat a lot of the same things every single day. It's pretty beige. There's not a lot of not a lot of leafy vegetables. There's not a lot of different colors in your diet. Um, it tends to be a lot of the same stuff a lot of the time. Or you're sitting here as a vegetarian. Um, you you may be sitting here deficient in some things. Um, that's not up for me to tell you. That's more up for you to go and find out. Um, to maybe track your food for a couple of weeks. Um, and have a look at the the micro the micronutrient um, section of my fitness pal, or it may be up to you to just go to the doctor and just see. But again, it's it's completely down to you. Um, it's not up for me to say what you should be or should not be taking. Other than creatine, you should be taking creatine. So I believe that's us at the end of this version of the podcast. Coming to the end, as I always do, I want to recommend a couple of different podcasts that I have been on this week. If you haven't listened to the High Performance Podcast with Jake Humphrey, then I would strongly, strongly recommend that you do. 
Um, one I listened to the other week there was John McAvoy on the High Performance Podcast, and the title of it is "It's Not Where You're From, It's Where You're At That Counts." So basically, what they talk talk about, what they talked about was how John was once one of um, the UK's most wanted criminals. Um, he grew up a criminal, and um, he grew up committing crimes on a on a daily basis, essentially. Um, went to prison for a good number of years. I can't remember exactly how many. But then he's basically turned his life around in prison and he is now a sponsored Nike athlete. He now holds three world records and seven British records in indoor rowing. Um, and they were all achieved in solitary confinement, which is pretty mental. Um, not sure how he got a rowing machine in solitary confinement, um, but fair play him. Um, but his story is unbelievable. So I would strongly, strongly recommend giving that a, giving that a listen. Um, so what's coming up on the next few weeks of the podcast? So next week we have my friend and high performance coach, Ben Leaders, coming on to talk about um, how to be uh, a high performance dad, essentially. Like how can you work through your fitness goals? Not just a dad, a parent. How can you work on your fitness goals? How can you work on your health? How can you continuously grow within your career and within your hobbies, within your endeavors, within the gym and still be a busy parent? Now, I know for a lot of you people, like that's going to be difficult um, when you have a child. Um, it takes up a lot of your time, takes up a lot of your bandwidth, takes up a lot of your sleep. Um, not that I would know, but from um, speaking to people, um, I certainly found that it's a, it can be a struggle. Um, and you can almost put all your other life goals on the back burner while you're having um, children. But it shouldn't have to be like that. Um, we just need to balance our time, um, balance our energy. And Ben's going to speak about that in, in great detail. Um, and I think it's going to be of massive benefit to you guys. So hopefully you could take something from the podcast this week. Hopefully you can make your own informed choices about what supplements you need and what supplements you don't need. Um, and hopefully that allows you to really cut the bullshit out of um, out of supplementation and it saves you a few quid. Um, so thanks, guys. Hopefully that was helpful. Um, if you have any recommendations, if you want me to speak about any specific topic on the podcast or there's any individual you would like me to come on, I'm more than open to recommendations. So thanks for listening once again, guys. Um, and I will catch you again next week.